Okay, hello everyone and welcome to episode 10 of IPNO from Home. Of course, as always, we're live from the couch. We made it to double-digit episodes, big milestone. And today we have David Van Dyke, who is the Assistant Athletics Director for Strength and Conditioning at Rutgers. Uh, hey, David, what's up? How are you doing? How's it going, David? How's it going, David? Um, so... Can you kind of uh, explain to, to everyone listening a little bit about what that job title means, what you do every day? Sure. So I work directly with men's basketball in doing like working with the coaching staff to physically prepare our guys to be able to play their sport. <clears throat> uh, additionally, my administrative duties are to oversee the strength and conditioning staff that work directly with uh, all of our Olympic sports. So we just the idea is that we're we work with us with the coaching staff to develop a strength and conditioning plan that will help develop their athletes to be what they need to be to perform at a Big Ten level and, and compete for a Big Ten championship. Nice. nice. That's pretty cool. Awesome. Definitely unique for the type of guests we've had on so far. <laughs> yeah, I saw, <laughs> saw guest list. Like I was that. like, uh, I don't know how I fit into this. But. <laughs> um. So, you know, this season of Rutgers basketball has been like the best one that I've seen in recent memory. And I'm sure it's one of the best, you know, in, in the in, in the school's history. So what did you and, and the rest of the coaching staff do differently uh, that helped lead to this year's success? You know, I I don't want to say that we did much differently. I think that it was it was part of the process. Like we each, you know, we came in. You know, year one, trying to figure out what we have, what, you know, what our resources were, what we needed, you know, try and get good players. And and I think the, the biggest, you know, the biggest thing we, we, we were able to do over the four, course of the first, you know, two and three years was get really good players and be able to develop those guys into like into their best selves and help them become you know, what, you know, as, as a coach, you, and you see a player, you know, when, when coaches are recruiting, you know, oftentimes they'll, they'll look at a kid and they'll, they'll project what they think they can be. And we, like our jobs as coaches is trying to get them to realize what that potential is and, and how, you know, what they need to do and, and how we can help them reach that, that level. And, you know, so, you know, we, we just, we, we kept, like keep it holding guys accountable and making sure that they knew that, you know, they, they got up, you got to practice. You got to be in the gym to get better. You got to practice your craft. You can't just show up, practice and leave, um, you know, doing you know some extra work on your own, extra work with a coach, um, you know, playing pickup with your teammates um, and just being, being a really good teammate because it's, it's not just a collection of individuals. It's, it's more, you know, you, you would, you probably saw it like on the bench and especially after wins, in, and sometimes after losses, like the, the, the camaraderie and like the, the family atmosphere and sort of like everybody, it was like, it's, it, you know, there's a lot of, I like to say there's a lot of love in the program in that we, we care about each other. And it's not just about you, you know, making a basket, you know, it's, it's about you as a human being and how you treat each other and how you treat your teammates, because without that, without that trust and that relationship, it doesn't, it, it, you, you know, you have to have some really, really good players to, to, to be successful 
without having that that connection and that bond and that and that mm-hmm. that that ability to to sacrifice for one another and be be happy when somebody else when somebody else you know it, you know plays a lot and plays really well because there's only so many minutes in the game and you know you got ten guys that 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 might play and you know those minutes aren't going to be divvied up equally so it's it's easy it's easy to get this you know disgruntled or or you know be unhappy about how you know, whether or not you think you're getting what you what you what you should be getting, but I think it's a it's a testament to the culture that Coach Pikele has has instilled in the program to that like we we celebrate each other's successes and you know when somebody you know we we pick each other up when 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 we fall down. So I think you know to, I guess to to circle back to your question like what do we do differently? I, I I think it was the guys just bought in and and developed and and took ownership of wanting to be better. And wanting to be something more than what you know, do something special. And I think that's what Coach Pykele has been been preaching to you know anybody that listens. That you know, you know, if you want to be a part of something special, come to Rutgers. Mm-hmm. Let's go. Yeah, and and so coming off such a successful season, um, you know, you've added a couple more big pieces, and and you you're trying to still. Um, the expectations are high for next year, and yeah. with. The, the the recent restrictions in place, you know, with with COVID and the, the whole situation, um, what has it been like for you and your staff to to prepare to try to meet those expectations for next season? I mean, it's like every day is different. I guess like <laughs> trying to figure out what we're doing and how we're going to move forward is like building a plane while you're flying it, and yeah. <laughs> it's. But I think one of the, the a couple of things that we've we've stuck to is one um, from a from a macro perspective is get the guys to understand that, you know, whoever takes advantage of this time is going to have a special season next year. I think every time we, we connected with the guys is like, you know, there's, there's a lot of opportunity and there's time to get, get work in and both as a, you know, as a, as a, as a human, as a person and as a basketball player. Um, so, you know, make sure that you're, you're taking a t- taking advantage of, of the opportunity, um, you know, have a schedule, stick to it, um, the programming that we, we provided is individualized based upon the equipment that the guys have. So we were able to provide the guys with some bands um, and some of them have some, you know, some limited at home equipment. But so we have a couple different workouts that I'll put out to the guys and I'll send a text out to the team uh, with a workout and like an overview, like a link to a, to an overview. Cause usually I tried to, to sort of take what we, normally would do in the weight room and just put that you know virtual make that virtual so i do a i do a uh an overview i w- walk them through the workout just like i would before a workout in the weight room uh go through all the major points um uh areas of emphasis and certain technique issues and and the intent that i'm trying to get out of each movement um and just you know let them know if they have any questions give me a call and i'm always available um ncaa allows us now to be able to do you know i'm allowed to observe the guys training virtually i can't direct it but i can't observe it so if they have any questions on how to do an exercise you know we can facetime and i can i can walk them through it um but a lot of a lot of what we what i program is 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 very basic i mean at the end of like with at at its core indie sport is about running jumping starting stopping so mm-hmm. we can we can we can do a lot of that without with with minimal equipment. I mean, a lot of what we do in the weight room does help with um, the durability of our guys and like in helping increase performance. 
but there's a lot of things that you can do um, that aren't sexy and might feel monotonous after a while, but are very effective in preparing them for when they come back. And that's like, that's what we, that's what I've focused on is just, you know, doing, we do a lot of sprint work, a lot of uh, different types of plyometrics progress throughout the time that they've been off. Um, and, you know, with, with, a, with, a, with an eye towards, you know, what, what are we, you know, what do we need them to be able to do when they get back? And really focus on letting them know, like, you know, what, what you do now is going to determine what you're able to do when you come back and just keep them, keep that perspective in mind whenever that like every day so that they understand that, you know, what's at stake and, you know, the opportunity that, that they're losing if they don't take advantage of that time. Mm-hmm. So uh, related to that, as you mentioned, a lot of people right now are stuck in their homes. They don't have really access to the gyms that maybe they're used to and, do you have any, as a strength and conditioning uh, coach, do you have any uh, guidance for people, how they can, how, what they can do to stay in shape while they're stuck at home or, you know, it, it, is, it, it is, gym? yeah, it is really tough because, you know, it's like, you know, the, the your, your global gym type of facility, like allows it to be easier. It's convenient. It, you know, you don't have to, it's convenient. It's easy. And it, it, it offers a lot of variety. And I think that right. one of the, one of the toughest things for, for people in this, in this environment is, is the lack of ver- like ver- variety and like you're doing the same thing over and over and like, we well, really want to get up and do that. And, and yeah. one of the things that, that I always like with, with, with all of our, with all of my staff and with all my guys is I really try and get them to remember that, you know, consistency trumps intensity so it doesn't matter how hard you train it's if you only train every now and again and if you get up in whether it's you know walking for 10 minutes whether it's you know doing push-ups whether whatever it may be there's a lot of different ways you can get it done with just body weight um you know you're not going to see the same gains or same results but you can at least stave off the loss as much as possible all right no that's great thank you for that Okay, so we're going to go into a new segment that we have never done before. Um, Rich, do you want to explain a little bit about what it is? All right, yeah, we figured we'd liven things up a little bit and do a uh, quick three-question round of trivia. Okay. And uh, for <laughs> uh, for you, David, we've selected uh, professional sports, so not too out of left field for you. <laughs> Okay, so here's the first question. Seven players in NBA history have scored more than 30,000 points in their career. Which one of these four players is not one of them? A, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, B, Moses Malone, C, Kobe Bryant, or D, Dirk Nowitzki? I... I want to say Kobe Bryant, but I'm probably wrong. I'm 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 bad with the professional sport trivia. Sorry, I'm gonna say Kobe. It seems like seems like it shouldn't. It's like an outlier that. Oh, of course Kobe would have been able to do it. The answer was B. Moses Malone. Really? Yeah. I probably Did would have guessed Kobe Bryant too. Yeah, I don't even know who Moses Malone is, so um, so don't feel bad. I know the other names at least, but 
Um, all right. So I'm going to jump in with question two. Um, the Packers have been in its original host city of Green Bay longer than any other NFL franchise, 99 years. Um, however, they're not the oldest franchise in the NFL. Which one of these franchises is the oldest, regardless of host city changes? Is it A, the Bears, B, the Giants, C, the Cardinals, or D, the Eagles? Let's say the Cardinals. You are correct. They've been around 121 years. Yeah, they've been. That would have been the last one, I guessed. For sure. I would have guessed all the other three before that one. Yep. Yeah, that one's hard. All right, so this is the last question. So there are only two, only two major league teams uh, currently wear, currently do not wear the names on the back of their jerseys, but that always hasn't been the case. Uh, but before 1960, none of the teams wore them. Which one of these teams was the first to do so? Was it A, the White Sox, B, the Royals, C, the Mets, or D, the Giants. The first team to wear names on their jerseys. (laughs) Wild guess, I would say. um, Say the White Sox. Absolutely correct. (laughs) Nailed it. Wow, two out of three. That's pretty good. Two out of three, not bad. We won't tell your boss you got the basketball Yeah, I got the basketball question question wrong. wrong. I know. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, that wraps up our trivia. And, uh... I think that wraps up the episode too. Um, thanks, David, for coming on. It was definitely a, a new, fresh perspective yeah. that uh, the show needed because there's so many like cool different jobs at Rutgers, and I think yours is definitely definitely one of them. Um, so yeah, thanks for coming on. Great. Thanks, Take care, David. guys. Thanks for having me. Take care. Thank you. Bye.